Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters! Ghostbusters. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you! And welcome to Ready to Believe You, a Ghostbusters podcast. The only podcast that virtually busts ghosts as well. Very nice. I'm Nick Lathan. <laughs> and I'm Rip Camelucci, forgetting to come up with something for the intro. Do we want to take that again? I ain't got nothing if we do. All right, we're gonna keep going, and this week, <laughs> this episode, we're doing uh, we're doing video games, not just the one from two thousand nine, but all of them, all the old ones. Which I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't play the old ones. All the ones that we can remember, anyway. I've only played two of the games. I played the uh, the two thousand nine one, which is the third movie, quote unquote. Yeah, and then I played a Pokemon Catch style one that they came out with in like twenty thirteen or some shit. I forget what that one was called. I mean, are we just going to start going through our Ghostbuster video game history? <laughs> like, off the bat? <laughs> I really don't... Yeah, what, what all have you played? Uh, I started playing... Uh, the first Ghostbusters video game that I played was Ghostbusters 2 for the NES. Mm-hmm. Um, which still might be the best Ghostbusters game I've played. Um, really? It, it was... Very good. I even remember revisiting it like a few times in college. Uh, And it's pretty much like, you know, it follows a very similar storyline to the movie. You know, Vigo's there. He's talking through the painting, so on and so forth. Um, But the twist is it's Mortensen. uh, uh, (laughs) That's the twist. Um, Vigo Mortensen from Lord of the Rings, everybody. That was the joke I made and then it did not land. I'm sorry. Let's just start this over. Um, <laughs> no, uh, my favorite part of the game, like the, it was a side scroller, and and the side scrolling like levels where you're you know playing as a Ghostbuster are very fun, um, and it's like a very intuitive game. It, it just fucking flows. But there's levels where you are driving Ecto One A uh, mm-hmm. through the streets of of Manhattan. Uh, and the car is like infused with slime and you could shoot slime and the car can jump and it, it rules. Those are some of the most fun levels from an NES game that I can remember growing up. Why didn't they do that in the movie? (laughs) I, you know, sounds so cool. It was very cool. And as I was like thinking about it before we started recording, I just, I, I would love to like have just like a compilation of things from like. Uh, 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 property video games that are cool as hell, but were, that, like that should have been in the movie. Yeah, because um, that's also given the car magical properties. That's also something that got cut out of the Blues Brothers movie. Yeah, um, the, if you watch the director's cut, like Elwood parks his uh, the Bluesmobile like 
in basically like like a like a power source essentially so that's that explains why in the movie yeah. the car does like jump and shit like that because it does car, have powers <laughs> the car does flips in the movie yeah exactly yeah. and in the director's cut it's explained but in the regular movie you just kind of have to go with it <laughs> yeah do you think that dan Aykroyd, uh whenever they made the ghostbusters nes game he was like listen <laughs> we gotta uh, he's like i wrote it into the script Ivan Reitman and Harold Ramis made me take it out, but we need to have a slime-infused car. It's that was Dan Aykroyd's because he probably like you know told the the game developers, look, Ecto One A and the Blues Mobile, they're cousins, so technically these are in the same universe. Yeah, and they're the, and they're both their their grandfathers, uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> I even wrote a cameo for. Uh, Dick Van Dyke in this yeah. movie, but they cut they cut him out. Their second cousin is uh, fucking Herbie. <laughs> God. Which, by the way, that's gonna actually going to be the next season of the show. Uh, we're going to go through all the Herbie movies uh, that are on Disney Plus right now. Man, I'm not going to lie. I went through a Herbie phase as a kid. <laughs> I, dude, I fucking I did too. Remember the... Uh, did you ever go to Walt Disney World when they did... They had that, that car stunt show or whatever? No. It was, uh, oh, wait. at, uh, yeah, 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 actually, yes, 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 yes At yes, Hollywood yes. Studios. Yes. And the, the best part of that was Herbie coming out and getting sawed in half, and then Herbie <laughs> dri- driving out, cut in half. It was great. But the rest of the show sucked, mainly because you're in Orlando in the summer, and there's no shade, and you're sitting on hot-ass bleachers yep. anyway. That's why that sh- the hot-ass bleachers on hot-ass asphalt. Good, good God. I'm glad they replaced that thing with Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, so I was googling Ghostbusters mobile game and uh, something that popped up in this uh, suggested uh, search was uh, mobile tanning. Ghostbusters mobile tanning. What? I don't know. I'm gonna click on it. Let's see what it says. <laughs> wow, it's a video on what? This is a thing. This is a website. I'm I'm afraid what? to click on it. Yeah, like I need you to explain more. So there's a website called GhostbustersMobileTanning.com. And it's a tanning place called Ghostbusters. You can look it up on Google. You can go into the URL. It is GhostbustersMobileTanning.com. And it's a tanning place. Like a spray tan. This is the weirdest discovery I've ever made on Google. This is... um. This is too much. This is ready to glow. Choose a solution choice. Oh, man. I hope, I hope Good Slime is one. <laughs> we got Ghost Original, Ghost Express, Ghost CBD. Oh, boy. What the fuck is this website? Oh, boy. This had to have been... Is this something that somebody made uh, for, like, a class? Well, all I know is I was told to come on this podcast and talk about Ghostbusters video games. That's all I know. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I figured we would. I figured we would cover the uh, the game, the 2009 one mostly because it is the third movie. Right, right, and Uh, with the 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 prevalence of Manhattan, um, but. So, uh, real quick, just to kind of wrap up my video game history with Ghostbusters. Um, started with Ghostbusters 2. Uh, and then 
later on found uh, the original Ghostbusters game for NES, which is absolute dog shit and not at all fun to play. Um, and then there was, oh boy, um, wasn't that, no. Sanctum of Slime, was that it? No. No. Paranormal Blast, maybe that was it? Yeah, I think that was it. Uh, it was a mobile game. No, that was the one you played, the location-based game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. I think this is it. Yeah. So this was just the 2013 mobile game that I played. That was, that's, that was a ton of fun. Um, and the story centers around uh, the male student that Peter Venkman kept shocking during his ESP experiment at the beginning of the first film. I'm reading this from mm -hmm. Wikipedia. Um, the man is uh, contacted by a mysterious force promising him a way to get vengeance against Peter. The game instantly flashes forward to after the second film, where we see that the man is now a ghost with telepathic powers. He takes over a 50-story building where each floor serves as a separate level for the Ghostbusters to defeat. It was very fun. The fact that they took a little bit, uh, just, just, hey, that's all I need is just take some minutiae from one little thing and expound upon it. I'm a sucker yeah. for that shit. And it was a lot of fun. That was 2013. But of course, we do mostly want to talk about the 2009 Ghostbusters, the video game. Video game. Mm -hmm. Now that you mention it, I remember playing the original Ghostbusters game because I used to play emulators a lot on in college. Mm -hmm. Like, there's like an NES website you can go to, and there's like a you know some kind of emulation or whatever. But yeah, I yeah. played the original one, and I too remember playing that. Going, this game sucks. It's just anti fun. <laughs> it's. it's <laughs> It is convoluted. It's just not ready. It's just not ready. Yeah. It's just not ready to be a video game. The same it's way like, a lot it's... of those early fucking video games just weren't there. They just weren't there. Yeah, the Ghostbusters video game was not ready to believe you. <laughs> it really wasn't. Um, yeah. As I'm going down this, this Wikipedia, though, now, I'm like, <sighs> so 84, the Ghostbusters game comes out. 87. The real Ghostbusters arcade game comes out, which I did not know was a thing. Yeah. And it looks pretty cool. Let me look that up. It's a shoot 'em up style. Um, you know, with your with your protein beams and everything. It was, you know, and it's just it's just arcade style. It's just yeah, give me, give me, give me that. Give me that. Um in 89, Activision published conversions of the games uh, for various computer platforms in Europe. So that doesn't do anything for us. <laughs> oh, that actually looks that actually looks dope. Yeah. The screens the screens I'm looking at. Yeah, I mainly played Yeah, the 2009 one. Alright. I was look I looked this game up earlier today, and I was like, did I was I the only one that thought this game was awesome? No, I thought it was awesome. I heavily I enjoyed it. Uh, I I originally had this game. That, so I was living with uh, my dear friends, um, Chris Mullet and Scott Arell at the time. So my dear friend, Chris Mullet, and then Scott Arell. Um, <laughs> and uh, I forget whose Xbox it was, but I, it wasn't mine. So I didn't buy mm -hmm. any games for it, except for... Uh, fucking this Ghostbusters game, which I still have. Um, yeah, because then I even remember, like, I got my own PS3, so I went and bought it for PS3, but I never even played it for that. And then you told me that they remastered it and re-released it, and so I bought that 
for PS4 and played it mm-hmm. either end of last year or beginning of this year. And I still fucking like the game itself wasn't anything like the gameplay itself wasn't anything special. Like it was yeah. fine. It was fine. Um, yeah. but it was just fun to be there and do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I remember it coming out in 2009 and then me going like, am I going to get, am I going to rent this game or am I going to buy this game? Cause that was back when you could rent a fucking game mm-hmm. and then test it out. Now you, that is, I just want to, that is, that is how I used to do stuff back in the day. You rent it. And then I was like, okay, if I want to beat this game, cause you know, it's usually yeah. like a two day rental. Right. And it was <laughs> great. It was like two days for fucking three forty nine, And yeah. if it, if you weren't feeling it, you're only in the hole for three forty nine, not yeah. sixty goddamn dollars. Well, like I, that's I recently watched the last blockbuster, and I remember uh, watching that going like, "What? Are, why are people so nostalgic for fucking blockbuster?" And then I re- realized I was like, "Oh yeah, renting games like you can't fucking do that anymore. Like no. that's the only good re- that's the only good thing about blockbuster. You can't even get a goddamn good demo disc. <sighs> Don't remind me." Ugh, I'm trying to play the first level of the original Tomb Raider. Give me a demo disc. <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to lock that butler in the closet. In the freezer, I should say. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I remember watching a bunch of reviews, and then, like, some reviewers were just like, man, this game's kind of boring. And I was like, well, f- I was like, well, fuck, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I bought it the day it came out, loved it. And I was like, man, fuck everybody who said yeah. this game sucks. Again, from, like, a gameplay standpoint, I can see it. I could see someone saying that it's boring. Yeah. Uh, but the story is is not boring. Being a yeah. ghostbuster is not boring. Yeah. Uh just interacting with all the things in the firehouse is not boring. Yeah. Like Yeah, no. I mean, this game was made for fans. It really was. And yeah. and it was also like, you know, Ghostbusters fans being the way they are, like they would realize that the story was essentially taken from a scrapped plot for a third movie in the nineties yeah. that Dan Aykroyd had, uh, yeah. that involved Manhattan or them, the Ghostbusters going into a parallel dimension of Manhattan, uh, that would be Manhattan, uh, and, <laughs> and them so having good. to fight their way through and out of that. Well, do you think Casper was in that script? I mean, it just is part of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, we should watch. We should just watch that that cameo for an episode. Let's do a whole episode on the Casper cameo. On the Casper cameo, as including Father Guido Sarducci. Uh, oh God, friend of the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? So yeah, replaying this game because I remember uh, there's like points in the map, like that they're like, oh, you know, all these hauntings. Linked up Evo Shandor's like gate to hell or whatever, yeah. whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. And I remember playing the game and then cut to 2016 going to see the the reboot. Mm-hmm. And Can I was like, call? yeah, and I was just like, this is the fucking video game. Like they just took this shit from the video game. <laughs> I mean, they combined the yeah. first movie in the video game and that's the plot of Ghostbusters answer the call. I never call it Answer the Call because I just call it, it was released as Ghostbusters, then they added Answer the Call. When did they add that? I don't know. I call it Live, Die, Repeat, so. God damn it. <laughs> uh, I think they, they added that 
it feels like they added that two years ago. It's really weird. I didn't start seeing it pop up as that until it feels like about like 2019, 2018. I mean, it's written on that thick ass 4K Blu-ray I got. Right. Have I talked about that on the show? We'll talk about it next episode. That's for fucking sure. Oh, it's thick. Okay. It's it's T-H-I-C-C? Yes. No, it's got the... uh, It's actually T-H-I-C-H. Thitch. But, uh... What's it going to say? It's got the... It's got the 4K. It's got the 3D Blu-ray. It's got the Blu-ray. It's got a DVD. And it's got uh, a digital copy, which is... I would not be. I haven't opened it yet, but I would not be surprised if that digital copy was also on a disc. <laughs> Good lord! Yeah, it was. It also has the uh, the Tumor Three demo, which you can lock the uh, butler oh, into God. the uh, freezer. Um. So, so yeah, the the plot of this the game is like I don't know if the movie was going to be like this, but it's just repeating shit from the first movie. You are which is for like the first half of it. Basically, you're you're going through uh, the Sedgwick Hotel. Um, you are, uh, you go to the library, you go to, you do go to the library, uh, but go then back you, to the Sedgwick, then you, you, <laughs> you go back to the Sedgwick, you know, you explore some different floors. There's a, a <laughs> nautical element to it. Uh, all of a sudden, um, I'll never forget. I think even the game makes fun of the fact that you have to go back. Yeah. Uh, you know, you <laughs> learn that there's a haunted Arthur Treacher's fish and chips in the Sedgwick hotel. Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I want to say this, I, playing that that part of the level, because you're teamed up with Egon, mm-hmm. and I just remember, last time I played it, just filled with so much delight, because it's like, oh, it's just me and Egon. Yeah. All the all the vocal performances are very good. Um, Annie Potts, in particular, is, is fucking great. Mm-mm, top notch, yeah. Uh, and... Yeah, and then eventually you do branch off into, like, newer aspects of, you know... The game and the story and so on and so yeah. forth. Does it Alyssa? Yeah, Alyssa Milano does a voice in the game. I need to talk about Alyssa Milano. I wanted to. Yeah, I'm Speak glad you brought her it. up. Speak on it. Because this was back when Dan Aykroyd kept saying, "Like, yeah, we're gonna do another. We're gonna do another uh-huh. Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna have Alyssa Milano in it." And like, he just really wanted Melissa Milano to be in a Ghostbusters property. Like, why? Out of all the people, and this I mean, is. I, I, Probably right on the heels uh, of her being formerly Alyssa Milano Pavano, having been married to Florida, former Florida Marlins and former New York Yankees pitcher Carl Pavano. <laughs> um, I have a theory that I just came up with. We have a lot of famous theories on this yes, podcast. We do. And my theory is that Dan Eckhart really wanted to know what was in the sandwich from the movie Commando. <laughs> Why? What's happening here? All right. Uh, do you, have you watched Commando? No. All right, so Alyssa Milano plays Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter in that movie, and that's the whole plot of the movie is he's trying to save his daughter. John Matrix, that's his character's name. Okay. And um, in the movie, she's going to make him a sandwich, and she's going to tell him what's in the sandwich, but then she gets kidnapped, and we as the viewer never find out... Um, what's in the sandwich. So, yeah, so uh, much like Chekhov's gun, this is Milano's sandwich. And uh, it's the it's the opposite of Chekhov's gun. So here's the thing with Ackroyd theories <laughs> is they occupied the same space as the Tyson zone. Are you familiar with the Tyson zone? The what Tyson zone, I believe this came from writer Bill Simmons uh, back when he used to write columns. He's not a writer anymore. Um, 
The fe- uh, but I could be wrong as far as who it <laughs> You came. sounded kind of bitter when he said that. Uh, he, he used to be a fucking columnist, and now all he does is podcast and fucking have bad takes. And uh, anyway... Um, sounds like me. Sounds like both of us. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like every white guy on a fucking microphone, Nick. Yep. <laughs> and um, But the Tyson Zone uh, was just basically like, uh, if somebody entered into a, like, a theoretical space where you could hear... Like someone could make something up about something that someone did and it's completely believable because that's just like how out there their behavior is. Mm -hmm. So like if you had heard like, oh, you know, in the fucking mid 90s, uh, Mike Tyson, you know, went down middle of Broadway and started, you know, like making out with everybody and then punched the mayor. You're like, Mm -hmm. that's Mike Tyson, man. Yeah, that definitely could have happened. Yeah. That's where acroid theories are. Like, <laughs> any theory that tries to explain behavior of Dan Aykroyd is, is possibly true. Yeah. Uh, just because he's, he's, he's an out there cat. Um, did you watch... Uh, it was like one of those Ghostbusters sites, um, like Ghostbusters News or something like that. And mm-hmm. They po- they uh, had like one of their fucking blog posts. It's like, here's a whole blog post for a fucking YouTube clip. Just post the link, guys. Come on. Um, yeah. And it was basically... Um, it may have been Bill Murray's like first appearance on The Tonight Show, but it was Ackroyd and Murray on Carson. And like... All Murray wants to do is just talk about the movie and get out of there. And mm-hmm. all Aykroyd is doing is bringing up how his family were spiritualists. Yeah. And Carson's like trying to like take like take the piss out of it and like make fun of it. But Aykroyd's so goddamn sincere that like it's even making Carson go like, ah, fuck, I got to bring this back. Yeah. He, he's been doing that a lot. I don't know if he's just trying to promote his dad's book. Yeah, that's probably it. But he, like, I've noticed it more and more recently in interviews about Ghostbusters. He's like, well, you know, my family. He's been, he's been doing that for 40 years now. Yeah. A- I remember like, any, anybody that is willing to listen to him about one thing, he will bring that up. Yeah, which I, I started, uh, I've started reading that book I don't know how many times. I started it again since we started doing this podcast. And. <laughs> I've had, I've had the t- I don't know I don't know if it's like just the writing or whatever I was like I, I just need to take a break from this for a little bit. It's not like I'm disinterested. It's just like oh I, I'll, I'll I'll come back to this or something like yeah. that, and then I never do. It it doesn't feel essential. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Sure. Hearing about hearing about shit from the late 1800s. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think Sir Arthur Conan Doyle hung out with them. <laughs> I want to Again, say Ackroyd theory, man. It's all possible. <laughs> oh, Grandpa Ackroyd. I think he was like a dentist or some shit. That's as far as the book had gotten. That's also like in the eight, late 1800s, like like being a dentist did also mean like being a fucking medium, you know? It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm just thinking about uh, the part in um, A Serious Man where he keeps finding uh, the the writing. Have you seen that movie? No. They find writing um, in a man's teeth. Anyway. Uh, um, watch the movie. It's pretty good. Okay. 
So, where are we at? Oh, yeah, we're talking about the commando sandwich. No, I'm just kidding. I just had that pulled up, and it's like a 15-second clip. I don't have the usual setup I have in which I play clips. So, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to listen to uh, Here Comes the Sandwich from uh, Commando. You're also not going to be able to play a clip of um, uh, 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 William Atherton coming back uh, to reprise his role as as, uh, Peck. Yeah. I... Why the fuck did they bring him back in the seat in the in the second movie? And I don't know, like him coming back was just great for the for the video game. Yeah, it was it was it was a little shoehorned, and that like he's working, isn't he? Like working for a different like agency or something like that now. I think the Ghostbusters are zoned under like sanitation, and he's like the head of sanitation yeah. or something. So shit that's like, like that. kind of forced, but it's one of those things where it's like, well, let's just put all the feelers out there. And of yeah. course, like William Atherton's like, let me check my calendar. One, Real- two, three, <laughs> four, five, six. You know, I think I'll be able to do it. <laughs> he's got like, t- he's got two things like on his, uh, the secret style wishboard, in which one of them is like Ghostbusters sequel and then Real Genius 2. Oh, like, oh really want- I was going to say, and then Biodome 2. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Remember, he ate a parrot in that movie. He was fucking great in Biodome. Here's the thing. Biodome is pretty funny. I I jokingly, uh, whenever we have a, a movie night approaches, I, I suggest to my friends, let's watch Biodome, because I think it's on HBO Max, the time we're recording mm. this. And um, I always look at it going like, should I rewatch this uh, mainstay from Blockbuster back in the 90s? All I'll say. And this isn't this isn't a Poly Shore podcast, nor am I being paid by the weasel himself. But I remember enjoying the bulk of his filmography as a child. And a lot of that stuff still holding up, at least into my high school years. I haven't really revisited him since then. But something well, tells me in the army now kind of holds up. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Rip, next season, this podcast is going to be called Weezing the Juice. <laughs> don't. In which we go, don't we go tease through me. all of the Polly Shore Don't movies. you fucking tease me like that. I rewatched Encino Man recently, and let me tell you. Yeah. For, first of all, it's it's still great. Let's go. Second of all, it has a pre-mummy um, Brendan casting pair. No. Uh, the mummy has the guy who runs, he runs the museum oh. in The Mummy. He's in, he plays one of the guys who's trying to get them to stop wheezing the juice at the 7-Eleven. So, technically, the mummy is a Encino Man cast reunion. Fascinating. Yes. See, now these are, like, look, this is just found goodness right here. Everyone thought, like, oh, this is a funny joke. But now we're giving you, like, a backdoor pilot as to, and proving to you <laughs> why this would be a good series. Because here's, 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 here's what I'm going to posit. Here's what I'm going to posit. Uh, uh, Encino Man holds up. Uh-huh. Biodome holds up. Early Tenacious D in that movie. Um, Son-in-law. Uh, still probably good. Probably doesn't hold up culturally. Um, yeah. uh, 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 jury duty will not be good, uh, as I'm sure it was not at the time. Uh, in the Army Now will extra hold up. Goofy movie, which I just procured on VHS clamshell style at a fucking thrift store. Uh, will absolutely hold up the best of all of them. And we all already know that, though. Um, am I missing any? 
An extremely goofy movie. Well, of course, yes. Am I missing any live action Polly Shore movies? Um, let's, let's, from that let era. me go. Let me go through my canon, which is uh, my Polly Shore knowledge. So, first one, of course, is Encino Man. Son in law, I think Son in law is the next one. Yeah, because that features a link cameo from Brendan Fraser. And then in the army now, jury duty. I think jury duty was like jury the, duty uh, was the one that kind of that that was game's over. I think I think in the army now was the high, and then jury duty was like the start of the low. <laughs> oh man! So we're talking about video games, right? How many poly short Not games are there? Any fucking more? Um, oh man, we're both. Are we both googling poly short movies? Yes, I think we are. Yes, we are. Um, Pseudoname: The Weasel. <laughs> His middle name is Montgomery. Uh, all right, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Encino Man, Son in Law. Ooh, yeah. he did a voice on several episodes of Bobby's World. Uh, in the army now, gir- go- a goofy movie. Jury duty was ninety five, so that's the dip. Biodome, which people would also still consider the dip, but not yours truly. Um, yeah, and then that was kind of it. Biodome was kind of the nail in the coffin as far as the Poly Shore vehicles go. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, we we used to quote in the army now so much as a child. All of us growing up. I say mainly me and my brother because everybody else I knew at the time was not as big as a Polly Shore fan as the two of us. Yeah, well. Oh, Class Act. I'm looking at my wiki. That is a kid and play movie. Oh, all right. Well, Have you, you know. I used to watch that movie a lot. Class Act. All right. So all I'm saying is if no one else will do it, I'll do it. I guess we're going to do a Weez in the Juice podcast, everybody. Weez in the Juice. <laughs> okay, so Dan Aykroyd and Melissa Milano. Oh, yeah, so she's the... Uh, I Wait. guess they couldn't get Sigourney Weaver back, so they brought in Alyssa Milano Yeah, well, to they fill couldn't, that role. I mean, you're not wrong, though, because I do remember like Alyssa Milano also being like rumored for a third movie as well, because like, this is around the time when... Like or a little bit before when they were talking about like getting a third movie together, mm-hmm. um, and so she was, I think like technically like signed on or attached or something like that, but well, it was this, obviously not gonna happen. Yeah, but, this was the era where they had the uh, it was the writers of Year One. It was those there were two writers yes, from the office. Um, Gene uh, 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 Stepinski and Adam. yeah, no, I do I remember this fucking so vividly. But I remember Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd was like, yeah, we got these guys. Uh, we're going to um, they're going to write the new movie. And like, I guess they wrote a draft. But then everybody was like, I, I just remember everybody in the film. Uh, like it was, it was this was pre Twitter film. Twitter <laughs> was uh, like Gene Stapitsky and Lee Eisenberg. Yeah. But I remember like after they announced that then year one came out and then everybody was just like. I don't know, guys. Yeah. Because year one's got a... I mean, you've got Harold Ramis directing it. Fucking class act comedy director. And then you got a fucking eight... Like, comedy... Who's who of comedy cast. But then, like... Yeah. Like, I yeah. can't... I cannot... I can't tell you one thing that happened in that movie. Um, 
I know. I can't remember anything. Uh, oh boy, I saw like a bit of it, like on a bus or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know, saw the movie. I just forgot everything that's in it. I know, like June Diane Ray feels like a a main character, and then <sighs> she's like under a dinosaur or something like that. That's literally all I remember from it. Uh, these guys went on to write Bad Teacher, and then uh, then they wrote, and uh, Gene Stapitsky directed Good Boys, is the last thing they've done. Oh, that was like a super bad type. Yes. But like it was like younger kids? Yes, it was super bad, but with boys. I feel like uh, old Jacob Trimboy was in that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've been watching Harley Quinn, and I'm like every episode I gotta look up who I was like, who's the voice of that person? Of course, Jacob Tremblay does the voice of Robin on that show. Yeah, uh, th- I mean you gotta funny. do that with pretty much every character on that show. Yeah, and then it turns out like half the cast is fucking Alan Tudyk. Yep. <laughs> Which, <laughs> if he's doing one voice on a show, he's doing half the voices on a show. Yeah, because he's so fucking good. He's too good. He needs to Too be taken good. out. Yeah. That's why we've, we're pivoting to a, a new type of podcast, uh, Take It Down Tudyk, in which we... Uh, <laughs> the only podcast that tries to cancel Alan Tudyk. Yeah, in which and we just try to find... Keep trying to frame him. <laughs> we keep trying to, like, Photoshop awful tweets. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember there's an old episode of Doug Lowe's movies where they... It was, like, a, one of the holiday episodes where they have, like, they have like 30 people, people in the podcast. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I just remember they kept calling him Alan Two Dicks. Yep. <laughs> and then Brian Posey is like, his name's not Two Dick anyway. His name's not funny. Two Dicks. Yeah. Uh, so funny. Um, what was this? Oh yeah, a Ghostbusters podcast. We're talking um, about video games. Brian Posey, aka the embodiment of the movie Heavy Metal. Yeah. <laughs> Talked about it recently on an episode of uh, the Whack Pack, and then which at this we lived which at it. this point, which at this point was like three months ago. At this point, yes. Oh man! But for us, it was it was it was a week ago. It was, it was but a but a, but a whisper away. Uh, but yeah, pretty much. So yeah, everyone pretty much came back to voice this game, uh, with the exception of Sigourney and Rick Moranis. Which the reason why they didn't have Rick Moranis in the game is a very weird reason. They uh, because of the game engine and whatnot, they mm-hmm. could not fit any more characters. So the only way they could have gotten Lewis in the game is if he was uh, in a full body cast and immobile. <laughs> Which is not outside of the realm of possibility for Lewis Tully. Yeah. It would have actually been a very funny bit. Oh, yeah. And Rick, you know, he could have done that in his apartment. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He still got the setup from the Brother Bear films. Yeah. If 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 Mel Gibson can record a line from Chicken Run in a limo, I'm sure Rick Moranis can uh, do a couple of lines in a video game in his apartment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. It was, it was a fun game. It's a very short game. Uh, yeah. I remember playing it recently and being surprised that I was almost finished. Um, because, again, it does kind of rehash a lot of stuff, you know, with, with the Marshmallow Man and all that stuff as well. Um but, you know, the original stuff is pretty fun. I think the concept of a parallel dimension and them going into a hell universe version of Manhattan works much better as a video game than as as uh, uh, an act of a movie. 
so that also makes me more grateful for the video game is that yeah. we didn't get the shitty movie version of this. I can't, when you think when I think of Hell Matten, Hell Matten, Hell Man Helton, I don't Man know. Helton. Man Helton. I just keep thinking about uh it just it's the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes, Dino Hat. Like yeah, like do you, do you, I was pretty sure Dan Aykroyd watching that movie going, this is good, but I could do better. Or or just being like, there's a nugget here. This is yeah. bad, but there's something here. It's not without merit. Yeah. I, I love the, the Manhattan aspect of this game. It, it reminds, it's like what Halloween, I had that, I have a certain feeling that I search for mm-hmm. when, uh, when it comes to Halloween. Yeah. And that is the mood I'm looking for. Yes. Real Halloween energy. It would like, be a great, like if they were to run with that, if they were to do another uh, Halloween Horror Nights with a Ghostbusters house and they really wanted to deep cut the shit out of it. Yeah. There you go. And just, you just have me and, and 12 other people <laughs> that understand what's happening. How are they going to um, replicate uh, coffins flying through the air and like coming at you? Wires. Uh, Wires and holograms. Do you get this? This this, this brings up a good point. That is a uh, 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 on PlayStation. They're called trophies. On Xbox, they're called achievements. Mm-hmm. But uh, blasting those in the air is like a, a yes. trophy. And I remember uh, a thing I love about this game is that you have to do these certain things to get trophies that take time. Yeah. And while you're doing it, the other Ghostbusters are like, "All right, come on." We're waiting. Like they're 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 yelling at you to hurry they're, the fuck up. They're giving you shit. It's very funny. Like yeah. I'm glad they included that because you got like it's like we haven't got all day. It's just like because there's one in which you have to burn down the hedge maze. Yep. And I'm just going around burning down a hedge maze, and Peter's like, "Anytime now." Like just, <laughs> they're just so annoyed with you trying to get a fucking trophy, and I yeah. love it so much. Are you okay? Yep. I was. I had a thought, and then it just fucking escaped me. Uh, yeah, I love it when video games do that. Like, there's an Evil Dead game called Fistful of Boomstick, in which they, if you try to open a door, they were like, oh, it's locked. And then you try to do it again, he's like, hey, it's locked. And then, like, you do it again, it's like, listen, buddy, it's locked. Like, they like they get, like they they start like, yeah. yeah, we know, like, it's locked. Okay, well, come on. Like you gotta go get a fucking key. Hmm. If there, like, I think at one point in the game, he's like, "I wonder if there was a key I have to go get." Like, cluing you as a player, like yeah. you have to go fucking solve this puzzle somehow. Anyway, more video games should do that. Be it's, sarcastic uh, towards you. Yeah, I fucking love that shit. That fucking game roast that, me, video games. Fucking toast my nuts, video games. That uh, that Evil Dead game. I feel like. Is the only video game that has a uh, a button on the controller dedicated to one-liners? That's uh, well, uh, te- technically yes. I was gonna say that um, while technically not one-liners, uh, most video most wrestling video games do have a taunt button, mm-hmm. which are basically body language one-liners. Ah, uh, okay. You know. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. G- I think GTA Online has like a taunt, like, but it's like it's like that. It's like emotes. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, Evil Dead, A Fistful of Boomstick. You press triangle on the PlayStation 2 controller, and then Bruce Campbell spouts out a one-liner. And the one-liners change depending on what level you're on. So you got a little variety. Anyway, we're talking anyway. about a Ghostbusters game? We are talking about a Ghostbusters game. Uh, it was also just fun to revisit. Um, uh, Egon is voiced by Harold Ramis. Um, mm-hmm. I just, it's just, you don't expect to hear Harold Ramis's voice in a video game, and it's just fun. It's just fun. I mean, Bill Murray's voice. Yeah. Although, like, so here's the thing about Bill Murray. Is, one, okay, Ugh, all right, let me just fucking get into all of it. I uh-huh. hate the mythologizing of Bill Murray. I hate it all. I hate the whole no one will ever believe you bullshit. I hate the, you know, he doesn't have an agent, so you got to call this fucking secret number and shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. I hate all the fucking kitschy shit around Bill Murray. Yeah. Like, he will more or less do whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he's got... Just as much availability, you've got just as much a chance to get him to do your fucking project as any other fucking actor, okay? Yeah. Like, it's not special. Frankly, mm-hmm. it's a little annoying. Yeah. Okay? I just, the, the like, cult of Bill Murray that's, like, popped up, and I feel like it's cooled down a little bit, you know, in, mo- in more recent years, but just, yeah. like, it just got out of hand for a few years there, man. It just kind of fucking sucked. Well, the point I was trying to make was that, like, Harold Rambis wouldn't yeah. expect him to do a video game. Right. Dan Aykroyd, kind of. I would feel like Dan Aykroyd would do a game. Like, yeah, sure, depending on, yeah. as long as it's Ghostbusters and Melissa, Melissa Milano's involved, I'll do it. And then uh, Bill Murray, yeah, definitely would never think him to do one. So that's Hudson? the point, though. I would absolutely expect him to do one. Why do you say that? Because... Because it that like it, the projects aren't fucking special for him, like everyone thinks they are. Like he would do it. It just he would fucking do it. Like I don't know. I just I just don't feel like he is as like elusive or whatever as like he's yeah. made out to be. Well, that's the thing. There's certain actors that I would not think would do video game movies or video games. Excuse me. And he would be one of them. See, I'm trying to think yeah. of another actor. I don't uh-huh. know when you when you when you fucking voice Garfield, and you look. Well, listen. He thought it was one of the Coen brothers. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So do a little due diligence. How about that? Go, fucking Google, dude. Come on. Uh, if you can get man. tricked, if you can get fucking tricked into doing a, a a Garfield movie, then you can get tricked into doing a fucking video game. How about that? Do you think they tricked him into doing this game? Yeah, probably. Yeah, there's actually like a story of him like uh he said like I think in an interview he said like doing this really like made him love the love it again if that makes sense. That's nice. Cuz there's those years where you're like I don't know, I feel like he kind of like turned his I think after Ghostbusters 2, he kind of turned his nose up the Ghostbusters. Yes, yeah. Well, he also just kind of became a dick. Like he just kind of became a full on dick. If you listen, if you like go and like read it, some of the stories from like Groundhog Day and shit like that, like yeah, like he was just kind of a fucking asshole. Um, turned into uh, turned into Ernie McCracken for real. Yeah, 
the one time that it was actually fun and funny and cool is when he was addicted to Richard Dreyfus on What About Bob set. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. You Richard are, Dreyfus my favorite line. It's Bill Murray. <laughs> my favorite line is nobody likes you. You are tolerated. Oh, which is a line that I I didn't hear attributed to him when I said it to somebody. <laughs> Uh-huh. But I said that to somebody uh, during a game of Uno. Oh, um, great. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like the context is justified regardless. Um, but I said that to them, made them cry, got yelled at to apologize to them. But it turns out I was right in the end. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Uh, that is that is that is the coldest ass shit that you can ever say to anybody. Like hands down. Yeah. God, that just makes me think of uh, Jim Carrey being hated by, or how Tommy Lee Jones hates Jim Carrey. I mean, yeah, well, it makes sense. It absolutely <laughs> makes sense. Um, but when you watch Batman Forever back, which I I will I will frequently do, yeah, um, Tommy Lee is m- matching Carrey's energy in that movie. It is, yeah, it's nuts, man. Like, he he okay. he does, he's incredibly miscast, but he shows up to fucking play. Yeah, he does. That is like, it is it is Natural Born Killers, Timothy Lee Jones. I don't know if you've <laughs> seen his performance of that movie. Not in a long, long time, but I do. But he, he's like a prison warden or some shit. Yeah. He's fucking nuts in that movie, too. The open to that movie, he's just, he comes in at 150. Yeah, he's... Dude, he's got it cranked up all the way, man. Yeah. Batman Forever is weird because uh, I watched it recently, and Drew Barrymore plays like yeah, a nothing. Uh, like what the fuck? Like what? Yes. It's Drew Barrymore. Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, there's also like a lot of fun little subtle things in that movie. Like if you pay attention to Jim Carrey's performance in that movie, uh, like in all the the scenes where he is not where he is Edward Nigma. Um, Mm -hmm. after he leaves Wayne Enterprises, he is, he is like mimicking and trying to be Bruce Wayne. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's funny. There's a lot more to that performance (laughs) than you would expect. As a kid, cause there's like the house, my mole, that line, Mm -hmm. like as a kid, you're like, okay. But like as an adult watching it recently, I'm like, oh, Val Kilmer has a mole there. That's why he has, uh, and like, it's so fucking funny. And like. He puts on the glasses. Like it's it's during the whole like whole party scene yes. or whatever that, that gala. Oh, funny. My favorite line of that movie is when uh Batman bursts through the skylight and uh Dr. Chase Meridian looks up at him and uh next to her is a guy in glasses in a tuxedo and yes. he points to the ceiling and he yells, Batman <laughs> As if we did not know who that was. <laughs> I like the idea of him going up to Schumacher. Sorry, I just hit my mic. Uh, before that take, he's like, uh, Mr. Schumacher? I, I'm That's just exactly what this extra. guy sounds like. Um, but I have a particular line reading, I feel like, would <laughs> add a lot to the film. When he comes through the skylight. <laughs> he's basically an understudy of Oh, oh Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's George St. Giegelin's understudy. Uh, Mr. Uh, Schumacher. <laughs> oh, Batman. 
Uh, Mr. Schumacher, first of all, loved Lost Boys. Big fan of that film. I eat Chinese food every day because of that film, and I always make the joke. I always make the joke, you're eating maggots, Michael, but it turns out it's just rice. Anyway, uh, yes, when uh, the Batman flies through the skylight. We need to get... We need I, to get... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to ruin the line reading for you, but you hit action... And I will shine. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nicole Kidman is just like, who the fuck is this motherfucker opening his mouth? Hello, I am a senator. <laughs> there actually is a senator. There's a person, a member of Congress, who has a cameo in almost all the Batman movies. Really? Yeah. He's the guy, the Joker walks up to him and like at the party scene in The Dark Knight. The uh, Joker from 89, 66, or Space from Jam, Dark- A New Legacy? Uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy, uh, okay. which is all five of them. Uh, they're all in that movie. <laughs> they are. The same they person. are. <sighs> this episode comes out in, like, I want to say October or September. We're recording it in July. Spoiler alert. And we in, both of me and Rip just saw Space Jam. I saw it on HBO Max. I like saw a, it like, in a theater like a heathen. Like a fucking sane person. I am a heathen. I did a back-to-back double feature, Black Widow in 40X, and then Space Jam in a regular-ass theater. All right, going back to Bill Murray. Okay. Uh, the first Space Jam, I watched both of them back-to-back. He fucking makes the first one. He is so good in the first Space Jam. It's stupid. That's... <laughs> Oh, God, I love him in that movie. And, of course, that paved the way for Osmosis Jones. Yeah. But uh, the, he's, the so, line, he's so fucking good. The One of the best bits is they're like, it's it's after Michael Jordan gets sucked into the golf, the hole. Mm-hmm. And Bill Murray and Larry Bird are going back to their golf carts. And Bill Murray was like, I think we can mark that as a, uh, uh, that's not a birdie. That way we could take, we could add a couple of, you know, take off a couple of strokes. <laughs> and like, <laughs> here's some penalty shots. Yeah, and like it's like you know that line had to have been ad libbed. Like, no, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, you can't fact check me on this. You cannot. You legally yeah. cannot. But I'm pretty sure anything that came out of his mouth was ad libbed and not oh, actually yeah. on on paper. It's like the 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 part the funniest fucking part. I like la- I'm like laughing at it now. It's it's the it's the epic final score of the game where Michael's stretching mm-hmm. and he's got all those monsters like grabbing onto him and he's like stretching his arm out. The It took a genius to cut to Bill Murray at that moment for him to go, Mike, I'm open. <laughs> like it's like it's like it's it's Michael Jordan's hero shot of him winning yes. the game for the Toon Squad, and to cut to Bill Murray going, Mike, I'm open! It was so fucking funny. It's also like a <laughs> subtle shot at Michael Jordan as well. <laughs> it's so good. He's, like, that's that's one of the... God, that performance in particular holds up very, very well in that movie. I just love it how they're like... Uh, <laughs> How'd you get here? He's like, oh, well, had a producer friend of mine, uh, had a couple of teamsters drop me off, which the producer friend is Ivan Reitman, yep. who produced. The- yep. <laughs> God, God damn it. 
Oh, it's so funny. It is. It is very And then, bad. of course... And there's a very much a moment like that in Space Jam A New Legacy, I would say. A producer friend dropped him off in the movie. Be- that's true. I'm not going to spoil it. not going to spoil it. It's months old at this point. But it's the uh, arguably the only joke in the movie. <laughs> uh, you were about to talk about Ernie Hudson, and I want to apologize personally to Ernie Hudson for delaying any conversation about him further. All right. I need, there's a bit in this game that blows my mind. Ernie Hudson, Winston Zeddemore as a character, is a former bomb... He's like a bomb expert. Like, he worked for a bomb disposal unit in the military. And this movie, he got his... He got a doctorate in history, which is a weird, random Winston fact we get in this game. But... Because that's during the museum level. It was like, Mm -hmm. Winston's like, oh yeah, I spent a lot of time here while I was getting my doctorate, which... uh, it it that made that line made me mad much like uh in the new Star Wars movies where it's like you have to be related to somebody to have the force yeah well, I don't fucking talk about that um, we're not going to talk about that but like it, uh, like the promise of that movie eventually was going to be like anybody can be a jedi but literally <laughs> the promise bef- oh, sorry sorry i'm this it's just it, it that the fucking that whole thing like yes let's follow that thread that Ryan Johnson started um uh, uh but also like fucking watch any of the animated shows and that's 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 the whole fucking thing watch the the pre it's not a fucking family anybody watch the that's a part of the whole empire's mission is finding these fucking kids all throughout the galaxy that could be that have the fucking force and uh, eradicating them and why why is it such a fucking hard mission because anybody can be a fucking jedi anybody can have the fucking force it's a it's a it's a it's a thread throughout fucking almost 10 (laughs) seasons of two shows Bringing it back to Ghostbusters. Sorry, that line that line kind of irritates me because uh, now I gotta have a fucking doctorate to be a Ghostbuster. Now like I can't be like a normal guy. So I be a Ghostbuster. I mean, it helps. I'm sure the resume, but also we're still at a point where Ghostbusters aren't franchised yet. They're just hiring a new person, which is who you're playing. Which my biggest complaint of the game is the fact that your character that you play as like is the most fucking create a character, milk toast ass, boring ass looking person that could ever exist. Let like, me tell you, there should it's ba- it, the guy, the model is a uh, guy who worked on the game. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. It just looks like any fucking white guy, which, guess what, is who worked on the game. So, yeah. there we go. We're bringing that right back around. But literally, like, it, that, that kind of sucked. Like, yeah. you, there should have been some sort of, like, create a, bust, create a buster, you know, to where you can actually just have, like, some sort of small, just small modifications to where you, if can, I was, you can be the Ghostbuster, you know, if instead I was of forcing a- anyone else who wants to play this game other than a fucking white guy to be a fucking white guy. That sucks. If, if I was to create a buster, of course he would look like Paul Walker, the ultimate buster. <laughs> the, <laughs> and here's the thing, man, you would, uh, uh, you would have never had those ghosts because you would never had the Ecto one. <laughs> Ecto one. Is that a 10 second car or a 10 minute car? It's a 10 second car. Surprisingly. Really? Yes. Now, yeah. Well, also because it. it's it's played in a sped up. They speed up the frames. So yeah. 
Um, uh, <laughs> do you think that the Fast franchise stole uh, the whole Supra uh, souping up sequence, like bringing it on on the record on the stuff? Do they? Do you think they stole that from Ghostbusters? I, I'm not going to answer that because all I can imagine now is. <laughs> Is uh, uh, Doctor Race Dance and Letty making love on the Ecto One chassis? Oh no! You did this to me. You did this to me into well, my thing- head. You put this into my head. Well, what you just put in my head? It's not Ray and Letty. It's the Ray and the Blowjob Ghost. Sweating anyway. How does a ghost sweat? It's called ectoplasm. Look it up. <laughs> a movie recommendation I have: if you're looking for something that has the same vein as Ghostbusters and has in you require Will Forte to be in a movie, like I do, uh, look up Extraordinary. Okay, pretty very good movie. It's about a woman who uh, basically there's like a bunch of ghosts loose in this town, and she has the ability to summon these ghosts. And a guy she meets has the ability to get possessed by these ghosts. And what they do is she communicates to the ghost through this guy. And they do like final final tasks so they can go off to the afterlife. Yeah. And once that happens, he throws up all their ectoplasm. So it's like a bunch of stuff. And then like a guy vomits up a bunch of ectoplasm afterwards. That's very funny. That's a, that's a fun bit. I want to I, I want to say it's like an Irish movie. But Will Forte plays this guy. It's got... Uh, it's got Will Forte and what the fuck is her name? She's on Comedy Bang Bang a lot. She's Australian. Uh, Claudio Doherty. Yeah, she's in it. She plays Will Forte's wife. Okay. Is but they're not. The, they're the villains. Anyway, it's a very funny movie. Extra Space Ordinary. Uh, yeah. that just reminds me. It's not very Ghostbustersy, but it's got a light dusting of it. Is Truth mm-hmm. Seekers on Amazon on Amazon? Yes. Prime? With uh, Nick Frost and um, a bunch of other very good uh, actors that I cannot recall the names of now. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg is he plays a, a character within it. I it it teased up a second season. I don't know if it's going to get it, but or if it already has gotten it or what. But um, it's very yeah, it's very enjoyable. A, yeah, it's got an X X Files, Ghostbusters. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm to it. So you, I, I do want to go back to what you were saying about. Um, Winston having a, uh, a doctorate in history. Um, and that just reminds me of, you know, like, like polymaths, they're out there, you know, and, and, and being a Ghostbusters, no, no easy task, but it does also just remind me of a, um, uh, an episode of the uh, broken skull sessions, uh, with stone cold Steve Austin, uh, on Peacock in the WWE section. Uh, where he had a, a wonderful conversation with Kevin Nash, a.k.a. Big Sexy, a.k.a. Diesel, a.k.a. Big Daddy Cool, um, where, like, he basically, uh, he, he's fucking, like, six foot eleven, so he was a basketball player through high school, went and played in Europe, tore his ACL, uh, didn't know what he was going to do, watched Stripes, and he's like, well, I'll join the Army. <laughs> and he joined the what? Army based on Stripes. And he was in the Army for th- three years, um, uh, actually before that he was in college and got a, uh, uh, a degree in psychology, hmm. um, and like a minor in like, sp- like sports, uh, science or some shit like that. Um, 
But yeah, degree in psychology, army. Uh, then he left the army after three years, was a strip club bouncer. And then, uh, as many wrestlers were discovered uh, in the 90s, uh, he went from being a strip club bouncer to then wrestler. And then the rest is history. <laughs> I thought you after before strip club bouncer, I thought you were going to go to. And then, of course, he... Uh, Went on uh, vacation with Richard Dreyfus, annoyed the shit out of him. <laughs> like, just list off all these different Bill Murray movie plots. Now, that's the thing. Kevin Nash is fucking hilarious. He plays uh, uh, Tim Robinson's dad in Detroiters. Yeah. Uh, and basically steals the show in an episode. Steals that the episode, entire series in an episode. It's such a fucking good episode. Yeah. Uh, his cameo in John Wick is yep. very funny. Uh, he's in both Magic Mike movies, uh, and he also campaigned a little on this Broken Broken Skull Sessions, because, uh, like, they st- they bring up acting, and he's like, you know, I'd, I'd love to do it, but it's it's near impossible for someone my size to get roles, mm-hmm. and, you know, around the time they recorded this, it was announced that Rob Zombie's gonna be doing a Munsters movie, and he's like, I'd love to play Herman Munster. Oh, shit. And he'd be great at it was he in mcgruber i don't think no, he was no he wasn't yeah because that was all like contracted wwe guys at the time oh yeah yeah so like big show was in it mark henry chris jericho one more i want to say great Kali, i want to say maybe it's all he's big in, guys in jericho he's in the punisher yeah he's the russian uh, i see that i haven't that Punisher movie is actually good. It's yeah, the it's like secretly good. Yeah, like yeah, and I love that little short, unofficial Punisher short film that came out with after that. Yeah, I would love to see Thomas Jane as the Punisher again. You know what? And guess what? Um, shoes optional. <laughs> anyway, running around a fucking Predator movie with no shoes on. But anyway, that was my tie-in for Kevin Nash to Ghostbusters was he was inspired by Stripes to <laughs> join the fucking army. Oh, man. Which I feel like probably happened more than anyone's willing to admit. What, tying in Kevin Nash to Ghostbusters? Yes. Yes, exactly that. Yeah. Something I just realized, uh, our headphones are the color scheme of the Ecto-1. Oh, look at that. Anyway. This is a Ghostbusters podcast about a video game. So the ending of this game is a is is, is great. I love it. Um, you fight uh, Brian Dole Murray. I love it that he's the main villain. Brian Dole Shan- no, I thought for a second I thought I might have a Brian Dole Murray impression, and I do not. No, you don't. Um, <clears throat> nobody does. But yeah, Brian, Brian Dole, Dole Murray. Nope, that's not <laughs> Brian Dole Murray. <laughs> that's that was that was. That was Getting on the doorstep, maybe. That was Brian Dole Murray as the Penguin. <laughs> who actually Which appears penguin? In, The Penguin uh, from 1992, <laughs> 66, or Space Jam 2, A New Legacy? Uh, <laughs> I gotta give my friend Letty this, this credit. Uh, she said that... Uh, she was like, did they cast this movie at Party City? <laughs> Because, yeah, that's what the movie looks like. Um, so, where are we at? Oh, yeah, Brian Dole Murray is the mayor the whole time. And then you find out he's Evo Shandor. Which, all right. We haven't seen the new movie yet. 
But there's some Shandor shit in the trailer. That's a reference to like there's like a mine in the trailer I see. Okay. The sign that's says Shandor. So the new movie might have some evil Shandor stuff in it. Yeah, I uh in in hopping around the Wikipedia for the video games, I stumbled upon the Afterlife Wikipedia page, and it does indeed seem that there will be some Evo Shandor stuff. I've been really, you know, not seeking out a lot of Mm -hmm. the information about this upcoming movie, but it does have some development stuff in here, um, including... Uh, by 1999, the release of Ghost, uh, following the release of Ghostbusters 2, Dan Aykroyd wrote a script for a third film tentatively called Ghostbusters 3 Hellbent. The concept had the characters transported to an alternate universe version of Manhattan called Manhattan, where the people and places are hellish versions, versions of Earth with the Ghostbusters meeting and confronting the devil. I got a question for you. Why the fuck hasn't there been, after this, you reading this out, I want to know, why has some nerd not made a Ghostbusters fan film that was Ghostbusters versus uh, the Cenobites from Hellraiser? Um, Could you imagine? Because you're probably the only one that's had that idea. You opened the box, we came. And then, uh, of course, there would be, of course, the one-liner, we opened this box, you busted. And then, Mm -hmm. of course... Hell rate or Pinhead gets sucked into a Ghostbusters trap. It writes itself, everybody. Go make this short film. Hell, I'll donate five dollars to your Kickstarter. There you go. Throw, throw, give me, give me a special, uh, uh, a thank you on Twitter. That's that, that's my, that's my Kickstarter reward. That's the food. <laughs> uh, uh, at the time, Ackroyd stated the studio was interested, though the principal actors, especially Bill Murray, were not. It featured a new younger group of Ghostbusters while Ray Egon, Winston, uh, Ray, Egon, and Winston struggled to keep the business going upon Peter's relationship becoming serious with Dana. Much of this concept was recycled years later for Ghostbusters, the video game, in 2009. Something to come out of all that stuff, because Bill Murray, during his like Ghostbusters hatred, um, had a very good idea based out of that in which he said I will be in the movie as long as I'm a ghost yeah I remember hearing that as well so a Vinkman ghost I feel like would have been very funny just the possibilities of that but I feel like Bill Murray would probably have to do a lot more work than what he yeah. thought he would have to do yeah exactly <laughs> oh you want to fucking get up extra early in the morning to put all like blue dots on your face and fucking yeah. get up on some wires and shit no no you don't yeah oh man What's, what's an, what are some other things? This episode is a comp, combo. Uh, third movie could have been slash video game. <laughs> That's basically what this episode yeah. is. I mean, the I, I could read about things that the third movie could have been like forever because it's just it's infinitely fascinating to me. Like the ideas that happen, but also like the ideas that it then spurs off like of your mm-hmm. own. Um, which, which does kind of, um, lead to another episode that I want to do of, and I've talked with you about this, of, uh, we're ready to believe you, um, uh, just like a full recasting episode, um, mm-hmm. where we just like take a bunch of different stabs at like different approaches to recasting, um, the roles, uh, not the, the characters, but 
the roles on the team in the movies. Um, so like the, 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 the heart, the brain, uh, the mouth, um, what are the other fucking heart, brain, the heart, the brain, the mouth, the soul. No, Uh, let me look this up. Was it the soul? Because I've got the heart. I've got so many casts in my notes. I right at the head, you just saying that, like you're listing off stuff. I'm like, oh, you're listing off Goonies characters. <laughs> Could you oh my god. Uh yeah, heart, brain, mouth, soul. That's that's how I had it break broken down. Yo, hold up. This is what we I, I, real quick I want to do this. Is this Goonies too? This is Goonies too. Let's talk about let's talk about this real quick. The heart of the Ghostbusters would be Mikey. Yeah. And then the brains would be Data. Yep. And then the mouth, of course, you guessed it, is mouth. And the soul, by default, would that make it Chunk? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. It's Sloth, baby. Hmm. And then Chunk would be the accountant. He'd be Lewis. He'd be Lewis. Can we make that? This is make that? all I'm gonna say is this is gonna be a very fun episode. Yeah, we'll we'll do that one after the afterlife episode. Sure, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll be the wrap up for the series, I believe. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But as as I'm like on this the this Wikipedia page, I'm like getting a look at the cast for the first time. Um. How much do you know about the cast? I know Paul Rudd's in it. Yep. I know Finn Wolfhard's in it. Who's who is a full grown man at this point? Yeah, dude. I'll, can we? Uh, his growth spurt during the season two of Stranger Things is the funniest fucking <laughs> thing. Cause in like in like episode two when they're running they're running around dressed as the Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. he's like, it's yes, season one, Mike. And then cut to like three episodes later, it was like, God damn, did he like? Speaking of Kevin Nash. Follow some ooze. <laughs> the babies. <laughs> anyway, you, that's my impression. Do you want me to do? Do you want? Do you do you mind? Do you want? Do you want me to go through some characters slash ca- uh, 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 actors in the movie? Just tell me the actors and not the cast. <clears throat> if that makes or tell me, yeah, tell me the the actors. Not the characters. Because I like my... I like knowing this stuff. N- knowing a little bit as possible. Because whatever I have in my brain is going to be so much better. Okay. Than what we're actually eventually going to see, unfortunately. So the actors, not the characters? Yes. Okay. I know uh, Carrie Coons is in it. Carrie Coon. Who... Boy, I love Carrie Coon. She's great. Oh, she's great. Um, Finn, Paul Rudd, uh, Murray, Aykroyd, Hudson. Um... Uh, there's some that I'm, I'll just leave out. Um, wait, Hudson Hawk, Hudson Hawk. Yeah. Um, Bruce Willis's character. Wow. Yeah. It's they're going for it, man. Um, uh, Bokeem Woodbine, who I did not know before. And now I'm like super in. Cause now we have two Fargo standouts in the film. Yeah. Uh, and and then (laughs) they've doubled the, they've doubled the people of color. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes they have. Um wow. and then and then to wrap everything up, fucking Tracy Letts is in this movie. 
Of Let's Potato Chips? <laughs> All right, I, I actually do want to look this up. Did not expect I, to see that name on this cast. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna look this up. Well, if you're gonna I look gotta, it up, gotta, you're gonna come across several character names, and I just there's two character names I want to I want to three. Uh, one character is Sheriff Domingo. Uh, another character's name is Thickneck. Uh, and the last character I want to give you is just called Podcast. Nice. Oh, I forgot to tell you we're in this movie. Oh, man. Uh, Tracy Letts. Oh. That's the weirdest. That's the weirdest part of this cast. <laughs> it, it's incredibly bizarre. Uh. Um, it, yeah, it says it says here he's, he's playing a character named Jack. But uh, my sources tell me he's actually voicing Muncher. Oh, fuck, I forgot about Muncher. <laughs> Muncher, no munching. Weez in the munch. Weez okay. in the muncher. The munchu. Oh. I think that, uh, I think it's time we wrap this up. Is it? Uh, <laughs> do you want to keep going? Oh, man. No, we gotta uh, save it for the uh, the weas and the juice. Uh. God damn it! I thought about uh, so before jumping on, which a couple of episodes from now will be the toy episode. I've been looking at some toy stuff, mm-hmm. and especially from this movie. And I'm I'm thinking about dropping that hundred dollars on that Spangler Neutrino wand. <sighs> yeah, some of the some of the, like the pieces of equipment that they're putting out are very good looking. The 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 dumb okay. I'm gonna tell you my gripe I have with the toys though from Pazbro's Pulse line. I feel like you gotta say it like that. Pulse Pulse is their mini marshmallows don't come out till fucking February. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, also like, boy, what a what a what a peg warming line of t- of toys those are. Like. When they first came out, she's like, oh, man, should I grab these up? And now I'm seeing them on clearance for like five bucks. Mm. Yeah, it's it's tough out there. The uh, the Spangler one, the Spangler Plasma, uh, that's the only one that sold out. And which I went on Amazon. Hmm. It was like, I think normally it's like 20 bucks. But on Amazon, you can get it for like $44. Yeah. When it comes to like toys and shit on Amazon, it's it's pretty sus. I think it's weird, though. Like I like Spangler, but like the fact that he his sold out before everybody else's, like they did, they just not make enough Spanglers. Yeah, I mean they'll do that sometimes where it'll be like one in the run they kind of make less of to yeah. kind of create that scarcity, and like that's the the one you sort of unofficially chase after. Yeah. <clears throat> so I I guess that's just the one that they went with, because um, Lord knows you could find. You can find twenty fucking Bakemans and stances uh, like right now at any at fucking Walgreens right now. Yeah, I actually trip. I actually tripped over one uh, on the way to this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and you didn't even bother to pick it up because no, I didn't. Like, no, this no. is there. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. We'll probably get into this on the on the action figure episode, yeah. the toy episode. But uh, fearsome flusher. Yeah, I went on Walmart's website because I thought about buying it. Mm-hmm. And then um, the price, of course, is shot up. It's like 20 something. It's like $25 when normally it's like 15 bucks. 
but all the reviews for it were what you said to me. I don't know if we did it on this. We've talked about it on this this podcast, but mm-hmm. like everybody's like, yeah, the card was bent. Yeah, it turns out. Well, yeah, Walmart doesn't know how to fucking ship things, and I can. Oh, I can start because I've been having issues with them since the first run of the retro line. Um, but yeah. Um, and, and it, and it turns out that, uh, between uh, the Cyclops ghost and the, the fearsome flush that they are, uh, in abundance in actual Walmart stores. So didn't need to, you know, rush our pre-orders in like we did because just like with the first line, there's fucking plenty. Well, the thing, with, and, uh, I, and I, I ha- the Ecto, I don't know if this happened to you, but my Ecto one, uh, got pushed as well. I have not heard about this. Yeah. Um, check your emails or something, but a few weeks ago, I got an email saying that the, that the pre-order got pushed for that. So great. Fucking I, I didn't, I didn't get an email. Well, maybe, maybe yours is still on track. I don't know. Did you pre-order the Ecto one? Yeah. Hmm. At the, t- at the time this comes out. Uh, we will have either gotten our toys or been really mad that they've been um, canceled, stomped, stomped on, or canceled, just flat out canceled. Because Walmart loves to do that too. Yeah, but the thing is, um, yeah, I haven't gotten any emails from Walmart about mm-hmm. ecto related stuff. But we talked about it. Uh, the the ghost popper. Yeah, I bought one, and it was the last one left. They got a whole shitload of them now. Mm-hmm. They got even more. Yep, but. The, uh, there's been, I have not seen the fearsome flusher or any of those toys that, that line, Mm -hmm. that ghost line. I haven't seen any of those in store. Hmm. Um, but there's still an abundance of, uh, the boys. Yep. Yeah. And of course the green ghost trademark and, uh, stay puffed. Yeah. Puff actually had that at work. They, um, yeah, they really overproduced a lot of that line, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, we'll talk enough. about it on the. We'll just rehash all of this on the action figure episode. Yeah, enough of enough for me to buy two of them. I will say that. Yeah, much. yeah. It gets to a certain point where it's just like, well, should I just buy another one so I can keep one in the card and take one out? Should yeah. I just do that? That's what I did. I guess I can do that. If you want to. Anyway, um, yeah, that's going to be a wrap on this episode. I guess uh, if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, go ahead and do that. Uh, we're doing real Ghostbusters eps on that. I'm trying to think what else are we doing on there. Are we doing any commentaries? We've talked about it. I'd be down. Yeah, I'd definitely be down. Let's see. Yeah, so we're doing episodes of the real Ghostbusters, which we basically we went through IMDb. And picked out like the highest rated episodes, so that's what we're doing. Plus some ones that we just wanted to do that were connected to the movie. So listen to those. Those these episodes come out every other week, and on our off weeks on this one, go over to the Patreon, and that's where we do real Ghostbusters episodes. I think I got that right. Yeah, so that's arcade audio or it's patreon.com slash arcade audio. And then is there anything you wanna talk about, Rip? Yeah. This episode? Uh, this comes out. This comes out nine uh, ten. Well, this episode does. You know, uh, I, I, presumably I'll still be uh, going live every day on Instagram at the Whack Pack Live, where Rip will rip open a new pack of trading cards every single day on Instagram Live, and we'll also raise money for great causes and organizations, and um, yeah, just have a generally a good time. Bringing you cards and conversation. How about that? 
And uh, yeah, follow me on, uh, at this point, the only thing I'm still using is Instagram and Letterboxd. The so only hadn't... the only two good social media platforms. And that, even that's debatable. Yeah. Uh, I got on Twitter for the first time recently, and it, it was that, it was... Uh, that gif of Abe Simpson walking into the brothel and seeing Bart and then turning around and immediately grabbing his hat and leaving. That, that was my reaction on logging onto Twitter the other day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Letterboxd, I'm in the middle of a Robert Ryan series for some fucking reason. Criterion's got a lot of Robert Ryan movies on there. So yeah, come see what I got us. I don't, I don't usually review that. So Letterboxd, NK Lathan, uh, Instagram at Nick Lathan. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. That's it. That's it, man. What if this was just the end of the episode? It was just... That's it. And then, like, there wasn't even, like, the stinger at the end. I love it when podcasts aren't on a network and they just end. It's yeah. the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. I was just like, all right. Uh, bye. And then, like, you're like you're just sitting there and, like, uh, a new episode of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is loaded up for you to listen to on the Apple podcast. You're like, what? I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but you do. But you want to hear what Weird Al Yankovic's got to say. Anyway. Um, yeah, so next episode in two weeks, we'll be talking about Ghostbusters Answer the Call. I'm actually pretty stoked about this one because I have not watched this movie since uh, since 2016, I want to say. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I uh, I saw it twice in theaters. And haven't seen it I saw since. It, yeah, I saw it the one time, and then I bought it on Blu-ray and watched it twice, I want to say. Yeah, so. This is what happens. Everybody talks shit about the movie, and then I went to go see it, and I go, that was good! And then you hear a bunch of people talk shit, and yeah. you're like, maybe maybe they were right. And then you watch it again on Blu-ray, go, no! It was they good. They were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I, Even- I came across, uh, on my Facebook timeline, my memories, came across uh-huh. having just seen it what i posted afterwards <clears throat> was it was good anyone else says otherwise can suck it also was that <laughs> one thing a reference to another thing and if it wasn't i enjoyed it and i'll say it was so suck it <laughs> <laughs> good job all Thank right you. so yeah next week we'll talk about ghostbusters the video game again i'm just kidding all right well i've been nick lathan and i've been rip cammy and do you have a quote to take a saddle uh we're waiting thank you for playing arcade audio play more at arcadeaudio.net